Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Brown hair, don't care. I love that her eyelashes are sliding on her face half the time. And she don't care. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Housewives Edition. Something new is going to be happening this week. I'm going to be by myself for the Potomac recap that's coming up in just a moment, but I will be joined by my friend Sierra to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I'm really excited about that. So yeah, we're going to be doing something just a little bit funky and fresh on this Friday. Don't don't turn that off for the bad alliteration, please. Uh, let's get into Potomac. What an episode, y'all. So we pick up where we left off at Wendy's burn session at the winery. Ashley and Candace are still going back and forth about the newest allegation that Chris may or may not have been in some other DMs aside from Ashley's and that uh, those messages have not been as innocent as the one he sent to Ashley. So Candace says... Ashley, Michael likes to leave you and go to Burp's house and suck his dick. The music stops. Forks are dropping on plates. Oh, hell no. Was <laughs> Came out of somebody's mouth. Maybe mine. Mia says, I'm not drunk enough for this. Girl, what is going on? I mean, this would be a much more shocking allegation if it were about anybody on Bravo except for Michael Darby. But still, still. Ashley says, Candace, you're veering off the path. And Candace is like, okay, are you deflecting? So then Candace says in a confessional that she wasn't supposed to be talking about that person. But Michael, allegedly, is a client of his. And so then Candace says, I'm not deflecting. But 
You wanted to smoke? I was holding on to that information, but here it is. Here you go, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ashley says that she hears all of these rumors about Michael. And so she processes and deals with them on her own. But, you know, that's not what Candace is doing. Wendy's having her own burn session on the side for Ashley and Candace. By the way, she's burned up their paper. The the lighter has been flicked. She's doing the work for them while they're going back and forth on each other. <laughs> they're actively fighting. And Wendy's trying to burn this away. So then Candace calls Ashley's marriage decrepit and disrespectful. <laughs> Ashley tells Candace to remember that that pendulum always swings the other day. And she goes, oh, no, honey, we know the Lord. We don't do that. (laughs) Candace is funny. And Ashley versus Candace is just funny to me. Karen stands up and says, okay, thank you for having us, ladies. I think we're done here. And that was it. The rest of the ladies find Robin in the sprinter because her Uber is still 30 minutes out. Wendy and Ashley actually end up having a one-on-one conversation inside the winery. Ashley says that she was trying to come from a place of, you know, maybe Chris needs to check in on himself and realize that he's perhaps being a little too friendly since now there have been uh, situations with her, Mia, and Giselle. Girl, Wendy's eating food with a knife. Did you guys notice that? Well, Ashley explains that the person who told her about Chris hitting on her was Deborah. And we saw Deborah over at Concrete City. She brought her little son over. This was a woman that Ashley said um, they met through being new mothers. And I think she might live in the same building. As a side note, speaking of apartment buildings, Ashley did a TikTok last weekend from uh, a very uh, Minnesota-themed, rustic, uh, antler uh plaid apartment was decorated very uh new york model from minnesota and i think that's all i need to say about that i rarely unironically stand a couple (laughs) most of the time nine times out of ten there's an ounce of irony to this but for some reason with luke and ashley i love it I'm here for it. I'm going to be devastated when it's over. I love that she's like sneaking away for little weekends in New York. I love that he's going to DC. I love it. I actually think they're great. I really do. I'm just like, even if I might not like Ashley, and I'm really not sure how I feel about Ashley. I'm neutral towards her. Even if I didn't like her, I still like the idea of her getting some newer dick. Newer. Newer. Did I talk about this last week, how they were doing the Cuff It Challenge? Ashley, Carl, Lindsay, and Luke. And then it realized, it hit me, that Ashley is younger than all of them. (laughs) Like, by a little bit. (laughs) And then somebody DM'd me and said, and I think they were, like, joking, is Ashley younger than the the eggs that uh, Lindsay froze last season on Summer House? And then I thought, yeah, actually she is. <laughs> Technically she is. Cause I think those were 35 year old eggs and Ashley still now is only 34. So oh, anyway, God bless him. I hope, I really hope he's just beating the brakes off of her. I really do. Back at the winery, Candace ends up finding Giselle so that they can have a one-on-one conversation. But Candace says, 
you know, even though I left after you approached me at the dance studio, I just want to make it clear that I understand your feelings and where you're coming from. So she brings up the fact that Giselle mentioned that she and Chris were going into their dressing room and how uncomfortable she was with that. And so then she asked Giselle, what exactly made you uncomfortable? What happened? So Giselle says, listen, I'm in a room with a man who doesn't belong to me. And so I asked Chris to go outside. Immediately he did. And I just thought you should know, Candace. So Candace tells Giselle that Chris said, this is like he said, she said, Chris told her that he's 99% sure he was the one when they went to the room, suggested that they leave the door open so it's not, nothing looks funny. Giselle says that she does not recall him saying that, but if he did, then that's just an indication that Chris knew it was inappropriate. So Candace says, "Mm, I don't really think it does. I don't think it suggests any sort of malintent on Chris's part. It you're kind of giving the impression by the story that you're telling that Chris is trying to lure you into a room. And Giselle's like, well, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Here's my issue with Giselle is that Giselle will do these things. And then she acts like she has no idea why people are upset (laughs) or she has no idea what things are, you know, Okay, sure, you didn't specifically use the word lure, but you were really suggesting it. I mean, what else were we supposed to take from, oh, he wanted to talk to me. He brought me behind the room to my room and Cal told me later that Chris said goodbye to him. So he knew that my room was empty and yet he's the one who suggested that we go back there anyway. So... I mean, if you were to ask somebody, oh, what are some adjectives that you would use to describe that anecdote? Lure, I think, would be probably top three. Giselle also implied that, didn't she use the term sneaky link to imply that uh, Chris was trying to gauge maybe where she was at to see if he could talk shit about Candace and maybe she would pick up on that and then, oh, maybe he could holler at her from there? Like... These are all pretty strong implications. And this is what is frustrating about Giselle is that she doesn't have any introspection as to how things came off. And this is like one of the most gray areas, like topic wise, that I can think of, right? Because we do need to honor everybody's feelings. But you know what I mean? I can't really begrudge a man for finding out that his wife's coworker was going around telling multiple other coworkers that he, uh, you know, took her behind a room and that she felt weird about that. Like, I think it's fair for him to be feel defensive of that. Now, what Giselle should have done, in my opinion, is be like, yo, he put me in this situation where he wanted to talk about you behind closed doors and like that's kind of weird but also I don't really need to be involved in your marriage I don't need anybody coming to me talking about uh, his wife and you know like that all that whole thing made me very uncomfortable you know like why did he need to talk to you why did he need to talk to you about anything why did he need to talk to you about Candace I mean these are all great questions (laughs) but like to be like oh I think he was just doing this to try to see if I might be down that's where she loses me so candace tells giselle that you could have called me 
but you didn't. You wanted to wait until you had a platform. And what's fucked up is that Chris has never been anything but kind to you. And then she says to Giselle, she is the reason why victims don't come out with their stories because she's saying stuff with no basis. So Giselle says in a confessional that if anything, she's an advocate for women to come forward with their truth because she ain't lying. And then Candace says that it's really incredibly hurtful to her that Giselle's acting like she doesn't understand how hurtful this is and that she's an evil cunt and she refuses to have her intelligence tapped at, danced on. So that's it. <laughs> Ashley finally, finally decides to go see a lawyer after everyone on the planet has told her stop being a dum-dum and let Michael take the wheel with their divorce. So we get the details of their pre-nub, I guess now post-nub situation, which is that they had decided that whatever made whatever Michael made prior to their marriage, he gets to keep, but they've been married for eight years, and I guess she's entitled to half. So Ashley tells her lawyer that Michael tried to pitch her some kind of proposal that so that they can leave lawyers out of the divorce as much as possible, but her lawyer's like, yeah, that's great if you trust him, but he's the primary breadwinner, so I wouldn't. And honestly, you're not really in position to be considering anything that he puts in front of you. So Ashley says in a confessional that she's just going to see this process out and let him do the proposal. And if she feels like Michael's bamboozling her, then she'll hire a lawyer. But she's trying to wait. She's like, you know, I just feel like I should wait till maybe, you know, five minutes out from the or five months out from the divorce or I'm stalling. Frankly, I'm just stalling. Girl. So then Ashley asks her about the house. Should we buy it together, you know, <clears throat> while we're separated? And she's like, no, uh, unless you can get it in writing that this is a gift that Michael can't touch if anything should happen. Absolutely not. You should definitely buy this house on your own. So Ashley's like, you know, girl, thank you so much. You know, I was looking up this stuff on Google, but it doesn't compare to <laughs> asking you. She's like, yeah, I didn't get my law degree on Google, ma'am. <laughs> then we see Mia meeting up with Jacqueline and Sharice. <laughs> Mia introduces a scene by telling us her journey with Jacqueline, how Jacqueline's mom ended up uh, being Mia's foster mom. And this was while her mom was in the midst of her addiction. Her father was in prison. He ended up dying there. So Jacqueline's mom took her under her wing and, you know, Jacqueline was like, you know, she didn't really like me at first until she realized that I was like a ride or die bitch. And we've been friends ever since. <laughs> then she says that she really loves Sharice. Sharice is like a classy lady with two R's and two S's in her names. And she just loves her vibes. And she loves the fact that her eyebrows hang or she, <laughs> her eyelashes are sliding down her face half the time. She doesn't care. And she really loves that about Sharice. Well, this introduces us to like more of Mia talking about this Miami trip, right? And all the girls are going to be coming, except for Candace, who's going to be coming later because she is re-recording for uh, Deep Space Deluxe. I'm I'm a little bit sad that she didn't get a Best New Artist nomination or something. Can we get an American Music Award for for Candace? A Soul Train Music Award? She was just at the Soul Train Music Award. She didn't win one, I don't think. A BET Award? We should get her something. Anyway, Mia tells Jacqueline and Sharice 
this is a six bedroom house, which is not great because <laughs> there are nine women that are becoming, but she assures Sharice that she's going to have her own room and everything's going to be good for her. This is not going to be great for Mia because these girls are excited. Like she pitched this in the group chat. Like they were about to be doing some Rick Ross Miami shit. Like they're going to be at a house that, you know, maybe a cocaine dealer built it. Who's to say? Like really hyping it up. They're going to have a five-star luxury experience all the way. So then quick, quick aside with Wendy and Eddie. And, you know, I've been listening to, I try to listen. Well, I don't try to. I only listen to podcasts, other podcasts that recap shows that I recap after I recap them because it makes it too difficult. And I'm like, oh, what did they say versus what I say? So I never listen to them af- until after I recap. But um, I was listening to some last week and I don't remember who said this, so I don't know why I preface all of that. But uh, the point that was being made is that Wendy's scenes feels very separate and it, not cohesive. Like she's constantly talking to Eddie, uh, Cameron's, you know, kicking around in some shots and she's very cute, but she just feels like she's got her own storyline happening. Basically, the scene was all about how Wendy decided not to do the uh, Nigerian club with Peter because she needs to focus on what is in front of her now. And she's got the wake up call from her mom going into the hospital. So she's scrapping it. That's really about it. She, Mia invited her to the cast trip. She wants to go, even though she's not in a good place with some of the ladies. That's it. Yeah. So then we see Ashley and the Green Eyed Bandits, Robin and Giselle, go shopping for the Miami trip. Giselle tells the shop lady that she wants to look like a drunk 25-year-old in Miami. And so that's what she's going for. Um, apparently, Chris has recently taken to Twitter in the Potomac timeline to express his feelings about the whole situation with Giselle. So, you know, people always ask, what is the difference or, you know, what connects Chris and Candace? And I think it might be their Twitter fingers. That's got to be at least one of them. Now, is Chris out here calling people roaches and referring to their homes as $900,000 teardowns? No, but he's active. He's definitely active. He was on TikTok uh, Sunday night by himself I don't know what he was doing. I didn't really pay attention to it, but he was talking about Potomac and, you know, again, didn't seem happy. We didn't see much of what he said, but somebody replied to him, I'm on team Giselle. <laughs> and he replied, well, you would be wrong. So they were talking about that. And um, then they start talking about uh, how Ashley, Ashley tells them how she had her first conversation with Michael about finances. And when she asked him if he created the LLC, he got all offended and was like, uh, you know, of course I haven't. Why would you think I would do that behind your back? And so Robin's like, that's weird because I thought you told us that you already created the LLC. So we go back to five weeks ago at Karen's celebration of life taco party with no tacos in which she tells Giselle and Robin and Karen we're house hunting. We put an offer on the house. And when they ask her, did you put it under your name or the LLC? She's like, it was the offer was put under the LLC. So then Ashley says, well, I just was just under the assumption that Michael had already done it. But now that he hasn't, it kind of changes things. I don't really have to buy the house that way anymore. Then they switch to the argument between Ashley and Candace at the winery. And Robin says she's trying to figure out how they even got to that place. So Giselle explains, 
uh, you know, it was just a tit for tat situation. Ashley's saying like, oh, this stuff is out about your husband. And Candace is being like, okay, well, what about your husband getting his dick sucked at the roundup? So Robin's like, yeah, about that rumor. Um, Candace actually told me that years ago in private. And so Ashley goes, well, who's the woman? (laughs) Now I'm trying to figure out like, what is this person's name? What is, I mean, what part of like Michael sucked his dick made you think that it was a woman? I seemed pretty clear, but, um, Robin's like, oh, it wasn't a woman. Um, she's like, it's actually a man. This isn't my story to tell, (laughs) but Ashley's like, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. And this is the stuff about Ashley that like really fascinates me is that she would be willing She's just so light and bright. It's the pageant way where she's just like, no, say it. Like the fact that she has no fear <laughs> about stuff like this, it, I, it, it's not me. It's not my way of living. So Robin says, well, I believe this guy is a high-end escort that Michael has apparently been uh, soliciting. So Ashley's like, well, I don't really feel like that's true, but whatever. Michael can do whatever he wants. But then Robin says in a confessional that when Candace told her about the rumors, she wanted to keep it to herself. Like Candace didn't want to get it out there. She's like, but I guess things change. <laughs> so her producer asked Robin, do you believe it? And she's like, listen, I wouldn't put anything past anybody, especially not Michael Darby. And then they asked Giselle in a confessional. She believes it. She's like, I never heard this shit before. Nobody's ever told me before, but, um, does he look like Juan? Because if he looks like Juan, then the rumors are definitely true. <laughs> so then Giselle tells, um, says that the conversation that she had with, uh, Candace actually went well, which is interesting. But now that Chris has gone onto Twitter to share his piece, she can't forget it. He called her a liar and now she never wants to speak to Chris ever again. The ladies gather at the airport to head to Miami. And I noticed you guys, maybe this, maybe this is just something I pick up. But remember when they went to Portugal? Is that where they went? And um, <laughs> Karen wore those like ASICs. <laughs> well, they were uh, do, go, about to go do some like really nice high end shopping. And <laughs> Giselle goes, oh, Karen, you look like you're about to walk around. <laughs> So Karen, everybody else is like a nice, not nice, but like, well, nice, but, um, you know, just regular airport clothing. Like, yeah, maybe it's St. Laurent, but it's a t-shirt and joggers and, you know, casual, comfortable clothing. Whereas Karen wore a satin jumpsuit, (laughs) a heart-shaped satin jumpsuit. I just can't, I can't relate. I think as much money as I get, I just cannot relate. I don't even care if it's like, 80 degrees i don't even want to wear a short sleeve shirt on an airplane i can't imagine and i was just watching girls next door um an old episode where they flew to vegas and bridget wore this like super short dress really cute but then i'm thinking ugh, the back of your legs are on that Ooh, i just don't know how people do it it gives me the ick i need i need to be covered from head to toe or, or at least from from the neck down i don't want to touch anything No, thank you. Anyway, once Karen notices that Sharice is behind her, she's like, well, 
it was a point where she was too close to her that she couldn't just ignore her. So she's like, nice to see you here. And then Karen just turns around right at the camera. It's like three inches from her face and she just smiles like this bitch. (laughs) So Karen tells us that this is trip falls on her 59th birthday. So, um, She's hoping that they can do something nice for her, but it's kind of looking like a girl's trip and her birthday is just being lumped into it, which, yeah, (laughs) this wasn't your birthday trip, ma'am. So that's why. So the ladies get split up into two cars and on the ride there, the car without me is trying to figure out what the accommodations are. Now, Sharice is in this car. So it's Sharice, Wendy, Ashley, and Robin. Wendy's like Detective Wendy this whole time. Oh, by the way, did you guys notice that Ashley was doing TikToks in the airport lounge while they waited? (laughs) God bless her. So they're talking about how, um, so Mia's in one car telling Karen, oh, the house is listed for $12 million, but it only has six bedrooms. But Karen, don't worry about anything because it's your birthday. So Wendy's like, in the other car, like, there's nine of us here. Do you think we're going to have to share rooms? And Sharice is just not saying anything. Because she already knows that she's getting her own room. And so she's like, Mm-mm, I'm going to keep keep myself out of this. So in the other car, the other ladies are talking about Giselle's love life, what she's looking for. Giselle says she doesn't have any young men on her roster right now. So she's looking for like a young little boy, which is not a term that I would use. <laughs> but okay. So Mia says, oh, so Giselle says, well, I've got like three guys on the roster right now. And Mia goes, oh, I've never done three guys at the same time. And Giselle says, uh... Neither have I. I'm not fucking all of them, girl. So finally, the cars head into the neighborhood and the ladies are looking around and they're like, oh, wow, these these houses are really nice. And then they look literally to the other side of the street and they're like, huh. There's a difference, a marked difference in the real estate. And I think that's very clear based on literally just the side of the street. And now they're like, "Mm, why are we in like a residential area? This is very weird. They pull up to the house and like, the house is really nice, but it's not giving nine or 10 bedroom big. What's going on here? And also, where's the beach? (laughs) Thank God to the the producers who are like, here we are on the bay. Here's, uh, if you look closely at this shot that we have outside of the house, you can see the actual Miami Beach, if you squint real close, it's like down here. Ding, ding, ding. Right here. <laughs> and here you guys all the way over. All the way over here by the bay. So Mia announces that she is taking charge of the rooms. And that every girl has a card with a special sticker on it. And you open it up and it tells you which room you're going to be. And all the rooms are named after stripper movies or stripper type stuff. P-Valley players club that kind of shit right so everybody goes and they look at their room Sharice has her own room but she doesn't like that she doesn't have a bathroom um Robin and Giselle realize that they have to share a bedroom which they're not happy about and then that leaves Candace's card on the table which Ashley notices and she picks it up and puts it under her top so she can run over to Robin and Giselle and switch the card. So we don't know. We never find out exactly where Candace was supposed to be sleeping. Um, When they ask, well, we'll get into that in a second. 
So Ashley and Robin switch the cards so that Candace now thinks that she has to room with Wendy. Now Robin and Giselle are sharing a room, but they don't have to share beds. Whereas Wendy's room only has one bed in it. So they're like, oh, ha ha ha. This is so funny. Robin's saying, oh, I have to share a bedroom. But now I feel a little bit better that I at least don't have to share a bed. Like so, so mean, right? Mean girl weird like this is immature kind of stuff which leads me to Ashley (laughs) addressing these colorist allegations to me I don't want to say that I rolled my eyes but I just feel like in these situations like what are we gonna get like Ashley is never going to admit to being a colorist like that's never gonna happen (laughs) so what I mean what's the point of a video like we're we know you're just gonna deny it Even if it's true, like, you're not going to sit up here and be like, you're right, guys, I am a colorist and I do treat people badly because they're darker than me. So, like, I I just don't know, like, what if it's, uh, like, what's the point? What's the point, you know? And on the other side of that, people very rightly going to be able to say, Ashley, you might have extreme blind spots being biracial, being light skinned biracial, um, And so, you know, is it your place to say that you're definitively not this thing? Probably not. You know, so is a conversation a fair conversation to have? Yes. But do I think that we're ever going to get any resolution to it? No. No. Also, Ashley's other excuse as to why she was not colorist, her proof, was that she's fought with everybody on the cast. So, (laughs) I love that. You know, I've been messy with every single one of these ladies. So, don't blame the colorism on that. Just, it's just me. Wendy Clock said uh, Candace's card is gone. And so, she asked Ashley if she has it. Ashley lies. And she says, oh, I don't know. I think maybe Mia took it. Yeah, I'm like 100% sure Mia took it. Wendy, don't you love the view? Isn't the view so nice? It's beautiful, right? Wendy takes a bait long enough for her to not notice that Ashley put the card back real quick. And then she has to run to Robin and whisper, Oh, Wendy almost caught us. And then they start laughing about it over at the rooftop. So Wendy and Mia sit down and Wendy's like, Okay, where is Candace sleeping, Mia? And Mia says, why should I be concerned where Candace is sleeping? And Wendy says, because you're the host. (laughs) And so Mia says, well, she's under the, she will be staying under the roof, somewhere under the roof. So Charisse announces, you guys, I think I have a resolution. I, I really need my own bathroom. I think I'm just going to get a hotel. No big deal. Not having a bathroom is a non-negotiable for me. So don't worry about it. Robin starts complaining at confessional about how she understands that she and Giselle are besties, but it doesn't really mean that they want to share a bedroom all the time. And she doesn't understand why uh, Karen always gets preference. Is it because she's the oldest one in the group? Because that doesn't seem fair. Robin and Ashley end up taking a shot together and they ask what they should cheers to. So Giselle says, cheers to the hoes. And Ashley goes, but we're the only two single women here. And she goes, well, that doesn't mean that they're, we're the only two hoes. And Ashley goes, you're right about that. Well, let's cheers to that. Let's celebrate that. And then 
Ashley tries to get Sharice to stay because Sharice is like, eh, I think, you know, I'm going to go to my room. I think I'm just going to skip out on dinner tonight. And Ashley's like, well, why don't you just stay? You can get ready for with me in the bathroom. In my bathroom, like, no worries. But Sharice is like, well, you know, I, I have, uh, my travel agent has five different hotels on the line to see, you know, what we can work out. Sharice is so corny. Ugh. Cornball. Who was your travel agent, Sharice? Your daughter on Expedia? Who is a travel a travel agent for a late night hotel? For a last minute hotel? Girl, come on. I just hate this like shit that like, oh I, I can't do anything. I need to call my travel agent. First of all, a travel agent's like so eighties. I didn't even know they had those anymore for just like basic travel. Shut up, Sharice. Anyway, the episode ends with Mia FaceTiming Peter. First, she FaceTimes Gordon to, like, thank him for being a husband. I, who cares? But then she FaceTimes Peter to see, hey, my girls are here down in Miami. I think we're going to come to bar 17 Miami or whatever. Uh, are you going to be there? He's like, yeah. So she's running through the list of who's going to be there. You know, Giselle, Rob, and Wendy. When she says Wendy, he goes, oh, you know, I, I tell Wendy when I see her, I got beef with her. And then Mia acts, like, so shocked, like, ooh, what could it be? I'm like, well, she probably just backed out on the Nigerian nightclub. But what we do see is a preview for next week, which is Mia throwing a drink in Wendy's direction, um, them fighting, security guards, the other things being thrown. And I can't wait. I really, really can't. (sighs) All right, y'all, let's move on to Salt Lake City. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Means a lot to me. up to an awe. Oh. Actions speak louder than words. To throw me out, oh. and I'm glad you. I didn't. I don't want to be oh. in a space of contention and anger. All right, y'all. Let's get into this week's episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Join with me today is my great internet friend Sierra. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to have you on. You just came from Salt Lake City. How was that? I did. I just visited that holy valley. It was really fun. <laughs> I went there for like a snowboarding related thing, but in my heart of hearts, I was there to like try and find the girls. I tried when I was there last year, but yeah. a lot of them don't live in Salt Lake proper. So it's like hard to, hard to spot them, but Mary's church, um, 
RIP. It was bulldozed. Wow. Did you go yeah. to the former land of Mary's uh, mother or mother's grandmother's church? <laughs> Did you see it? La- last year but not this year because my first night there I saw my friend I have a friend who worked on the show who we're gonna call them John sure and she um said that it was being demolished and I was so sad to hear it but I did get some other like really interesting info that um we'll reveal later Okay. Um, I want to know, because you are definitely like an outdoor winter sports girly. Um, Can you confirm or deny Whitney's claim that Utah has some of the best snow? (laughs) Well, yeah, like the thing about snow and like that whole rocky region of like Utah, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, the snow is really dry. So like low like I was gonna say like low water content but like not like the snow isn't um super wet it's like very frozen very dry it's like powdery like powdered sugar so I mean it is some of the best snow she does she does have that right the conditions didn't look very great that day they were there though um like the snow itself it looked nice outside but that's what we call a birthday yeah okay because I have no idea what I'm looking at as you know so this is great great insider information I like to know like and how do you feel about winter house is have you been to the east coast to snowboard or ski no because it usually goes the other way like people people from the east coast love to come here like from the midwest love to come out west as you say to um be in like bigger mountains and better snow but I've heard good things about Vermont. I have a lot of friends from there. And I have some friends who like went to like snowboard boarding school near Stowe. And like, yeah, that's for like the very very rich elite. Uh, And like, I love what I like, I've heard people really complain about skiing and snowboarding crossover on like Real Housewives and Bravo in general. They don't want to see ski trips. I love, I've always loved when they go on a snow trip. And so Salt Lake City was right up my alley and then I winter house is perfect I just wish the girlies like hit the snow a little more you know what I mean like I don't fault them they should do their thing disappointed that Jessica is like the one they got for us that will like really hit the slopes because that chick (laughs) drives me up the wall I mean that's another story for another day we could be here all day absolutely absolutely (laughs) um yeah sorry sorry to you uh snowboarding sisters it's you're down bad you're down bad on that one um but let's get into this episode um how are you liking the season so far okay so I think it's a good season but it's really they're really hung up on like what was a really beautiful hot mic moment at the end of last season so Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to take that away from Lisa like the whole garbage tour it was it was really beautiful but I feel like we're just, we're going, we're drawing on that way too much this season. I'm a little bit, and then like Whitney's telling Jenny, it's just like too much. <laughs> I'm just a little bit over, like I'm putting Whitney on notice. I want her to bring more yeah. to the table than yeah, just like I, incoherent screaming. 
yeah I think Jenny. To be the predominant the predominant opinion about Whitney I think people are really um their patience is wearing thin with her healing mm-hmm. and all of her feelings and all of those things so um we start off this episode with Lisa she's with Jack she's with baby gorgeous the other one John husband so who cares and they're just like she's she wants to get back into her spirituality right so she's telling them about the choir which is truly i i wrestle with is it like an annoying concept or one of the best concepts in housewives history it's just so ridiculous it's my favorite and i'm obsessed <laughs> with her being like we need to take time for the scripture yeah and her voice just do not care like especially jack he's like no they truly like are just like lisa is one of the greatest improv players of all time and the boys are just like riding along on this journey with her they're confused they don't really want to be there but nevertheless here they are and it's kind of heartwarming but also just kind of strange their, their whole dynamic is very strange to me. Do you feel like Lisa and John have chemistry? Because I don't feel that way. No, I feel like she loves the things he buys for her. And I think that is her love language. So I think to her, she's, I think she thinks she's in like the most loving marriage. Yeah. But I kind of think, I kind of, yeah, I, don't, I think he can't stand her. Sometimes he has like my bitch wife energy, you know, like that journey right. life that Joji Dice um, phone call, like uh-huh. just feels a little bit like leave, like my bitch wife won't leave me alone, you know? And it's right. just like, but I don't know, you know, Mormons hate to divorce. It's not very perfect of them. So I could yeah. see him wanting to hold out. Maybe he's right. like not loving the camera. I can't figure out, I can't figure John Barlow out. I can't either. Like, I just really can't make heads or tails of him in general so it really muddies the whole waters for everything else um but then we see lisa and whitney and jen with another version of her cultural appropriation braids and they're going out on the slopes and whitney says that she's taking the ladies out because they're like new to the skiing stuff but we're not little girls here anymore we're big girls now um so okay Basically what happens in this conversation is that they want to talk about Heather. I mean, that's really all it is. So they talk about the choir auditions and how Lisa and Whitney both made it, which is surprising because the last time Whitney saw Heather, she was getting pushed out of her house, (laughs) which, you know, was the whole situation. Um, So Jen is hearing this story and she's like saying in a confessional, this is really weird. On one hand, I'm very surprised that Whitney would take up for Lisa in this whole situation. But on the other hand, I'm really shocked at how Heather reacted. So is there something bigger going on? Um, this is not the second person to say that they think that there's something behind the scenes with Heather. What do you think it is? I think it might be us. I think we might be what's behind the scenes with Heather. <laughs> no like hear me out you know heather is like very different like she presents a little bit differently in the reunions than she does on the show yeah i think she's really like got her back straight because she knows that she's a fan favorite and i think now it's just like whatever she's doing like she's saying like isn't landing with people anymore yeah i feel like she lost 
a lot of her sparkle when Rihanna started following her. Like she just kind of started phoning it in a little bit as a housewife. And I feel like Heather studied the show too. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like she knows, like she kind of like knows the things to do to like remain a fan favorite. And mm-hmm. so she gets in the back of her head a lot, you know? Yeah. She reminds me of Luann where like, Luann is really her best when she's like forgets that the cameras are around and she's just like yeah. old brassy Lou um yeah. but then she like remembers that like people like her and she's like it's like a different vibe and it's kind of like contrite or not contrite but like contrived um yeah so I don't love that I I really love Heather but this is not a good look for her not loving it from Heather yeah um so Whitney, of course, has to bring this all back to her healing journey and how Heather hasn't been supporting her. And this is where I will give Heather some grace because I just feel like Whitney's putting a lot of things on everybody that isn't their responsibility. And like, maybe that's callous, but it's just like, you can't put your past abuse on other people. It's just not fair. Yeah. Yeah. It just is yeah she's going through a lot like she's healing and it's but it's kind of like it's becoming her her go-to a little bit yeah her her big scapegoat for her behavior sometimes where do you land with lisa versus heather and like her dad of it all what do you think about that okay so like I, I wonder, I was like wondering about this day, like, am I a bitch that like, I don't think it's that big of a deal that Lisa posted the obituary to Twitter, like, mm-hmm. because like, I don't think, I don't know, Lisa doesn't scream like tech queen super online to me. And it's not like that hard to find an obituary, but like Heather's dad's from Provo. It's not like Lisa like woke up, she reads the Salt Lake Tribune and was like, oh, Heather's dad's obituary. Like that which lied, I have proof. Like she just Googled it and found it. Anybody could do that. So for Heather to be like, that's such a violation of my privacy. Like, cause you tweeted it. It's like, well, everybody, people, it was already all over like Reddit and like Twitter probably. Housewives fans are wild. Like you were in, you know, your dad's obituary was in Facebook groups. Also like I read it and her dad was an FBI. Did we know this? No. Yeah. Yeah. FBI, which is like Mormons in the FBI. That's interesting because her reaction to the FBI running up in her parking lot was so interesting. (laughs) Oh my God. She was like, they probably know her father from his days in the bureau. Right. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So her middle name is Dean's. Her middle, Kara, her middle name is Dean's. Dean, not not Dean. Deans, multiple, like multiple. Yeah, deans. plural okay. deans, which is so Utah to put plural on things that don't right. need them. So right. I was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> that must be a family name. Wow, Utah is such a wild place. It's so it really odd. Is. There's so many cookie shops and candy shops and like soda. There's like this place called Swig. Oh right! Like, love the get, name. It's just soda. The, did you get the classic soda? My sister actually like 
need it. She, she was there as well. And she texted me and like needed me and our friend to bring her a diet Coke, like ASAP. And I really wanted to get her one at a like get her diet set at Swig. Mm-hmm. But it was, just, it was a lot of, it was a lot of like work, a lot of like work for me on Google maps. So we just had yeah. to get her one at like a drive-thru, but the line, it's so long at every drive-thru. However, tons of drive-thrus there and so family friendly, great place for junk food. Mormons love sugar. Do they love fit, fine dining and fast food? Talk about. Yeah, they love, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, gosh. I gotta, I gotta go to Utah because I just like really can't conceptualize it in my mind. Like, even you sent me some pictures, and I can see in the background the mountain is just so predominant. Like, I just can't even make heads or tails of how mountainous it is. It looks right gorgeous. Yeah, I mean it's gorgeous. It's really pretty there. It is so pretty. I went to this mall with my friend, and like, um, they have these like glass windows where you can like see the mountains. It's very cute, and there's like snow on them. But then they have this like additional tax at this mall. And it's because the church owns the mall. And so like they have like, mm. <laughs> like I'm paying tiding when I like bought a hair clip at Madewell, <laughs> you know, like that's crazy. Because wow. that I'm, you know, as a, as a strong atheist woman, I don't want to give too much of my money to, to any church, but they're even like, there's Mormon owned banks there. I, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. it's a lot. I'm what surprised no one's discussed um, the undergarments. No one's discussed the undergarments on Salt Lake City. And I'm, I want to hear them talk about Jesus jammies, which are the underwear that you get <laughs> when you get married in the Mormon church. Like my sister had a Mormon friend growing up. Right. And I remember like hearing all about this and like they have to wear them every day under their clothes. And I think they're being phased out, but like, I would love Heather's take on that. I would too. Um, I remember seeing them peek out of um, who was that presidential candidate who was Mormon? Oh my God, was it Mitt Romney? Yes, I remember seeing them like peeking yeah. out of one of his button downs once and being like, "Wow, that's that's a whole vibe." Chastity I like never even think that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is the yeah. I I gotta go to Utah. Um. Mm-hmm. Lisa says something pretty shady about Heather, which is that she feels like Heather's life is just a house of cards and she's freaking out because everybody's trying to hold her accountable, accountable. And then she says, you know, Heather at first was, or Jen says that Heather at first was really mortified about like the Chris and Angie Harrington, Instagram, mm-hmm. Finsta of it all. But then when she got in front of Angie, she was acting like completely different and she didn't really like that either, which I'm with her on that. Like, I can't stand with Heather on that. Like that was yeah. really me. Like really yeah, that was that was fake. I mean, we in that moment, Lisa was right when she said Heather's lives, Heather's life is a house of lies. Um, <laughs> house of cards built on lies. It was like, oh my God, that's a Taylor Swift lyric. Like <laughs> she's like, Heather's life is a house of cards built on lies. Like that is why I love it. I don't think she really knew what she was saying there, but she knew it sounded like powerful. No. And she said she it and I love her. <laughs> yeah. Heather totally backtracked on that. And it was like, okay, where's the, you know, where's the real good friend Heather that we know? Right. I didn't realize that when Jen was talking about that yacht, um, that Heather was going to be on Below Deck this season, the Below Deck <laughs> Adventure. I was like, oh, with, with Chris Yeah. <laughs> I, I had we'll no see. idea. 
yeah we'll see it on on the season um so then we go over to the shah's place it is a no wife zone over the house he's having barbecue with the boys <laughs> i mean seth marks could not be more excited to be in this hetero normative like i'm with two black men i get to dap them up i get to talk about putting south in your mouth a couple times he all the the rhymes about barbecue like he was so excited the tech vest sir so happy to be there (laughs) he was thrilled he was absolutely thrilled um he had that vest that's like i do like a very morally corrupt startup but i still want people to think i'm cool like the look was down to a t (laughs) he was so hyped um the chef at one point teaches all the guys how to just season meat which okay great but then they sit down and it's like we're having emotional situations all over the place left and right it's awkward because uh john and seth want to keep their relationship they don't know how to do this because lisa popped the fuck off on meredith and called her all sorts of whores and posers and called him a loser um so things were awkward so they go outside to have a conversation men are so interesting to me straight men straight white men are fascinating to me they just like are like i don't know how to talk to you so I'm just going to say what you did and then I'm going to say what happened and we're just going to repeat it back and forth and then we're going to give each other a hug and go back inside. So Seth was just like, how do you expect me to react to, like, how would you feel if my wife was the one calling your wife a whore that fucked half of Utah or New York or whatever and called you a loser? Like, how would you feel? And John was like, well, your wife said shit about my wife cheating on me back in Arizona so (laughs) and then Seth just stared at him like there really was no resolution to this conversation whatsoever yeah those two specimens were very fun to watch (laughs) I don't know like what are we supposed to do with this um I, you know, I think men just like don't want to be mad at each other so they're just like okay we're just gonna stop this good for them yeah I (laughs) I feel like there was a lot of like nonverbal communication happening too between them and I was like I need like man subtitles for me now to like know what's happening but I thought it was so funny when like Beth says Lisa went crazy on Meredith and John just (laughs) kind of like nodded more or less agreed like he like kind of like there was a subtle kind of like yeah, you like can't argue there. You know, he didn't say like right. she, she did not go crazy. My wife did not go crazy. You know, he was just like not, you know, not gonna argue that. Right. Right. He's a weird guy. I've decided. John Barlow's a strange guy. Um, is there any of these house husbands of Salt Lake City that you would like make out with? Um, no. And like not be ashamed about. <laughs> Um, I think that, yeah, I would make out with Coach Shaw and I wouldn't, I would not be ashamed of that. I would be proud of that. I would be proud of that. I would like to be his mistress. Well, after Jen's very soon. (laughs) The others, though, are just so like Justin Rose. Like looking at that man, I think he would make any woman drier than Salt Lake City itself because that lake is drying up. Um, You know what? Somebody brought up a great point. 
somebody brought up a great point of like Whitney has a skincare line and this man looks like he is like has been out in the frozen tundra with no shield whatsoever so not great advertising <laughs> yeah you just look like a frostbitten aged <laughs> banana like wild dress beauty um, he seems like a nice guy though I'm sure he's yeah I'm sure he's nice. it seems like he loves his children but oh my god when he brings up um after coach Shaw like opens up about Jen you know and her like legal situation I love that like Justin kind of like tried to relate by being like I just had to part ways with my company you know I can't wait it's hard out here which like I mean they fired you because you worked for a literal like Mormon owned MLM and did this disgusting photo shoot with your wife that literally like the fact that both of them keep being like skirting around the issue and being like well um they decided for justin that he was gonna leave the company like you guys realize that this is all over the blogs right like i understand being in an embarrassing situation and maybe wanting to sugarcoat it especially if there's people like you don't really know that well but also like everybody knows what happens. So you might as well just be honest about it. Like it's literally everywhere. Yeah, just say you got fired, dude. And it's fine. It's like, it's not even that shameful. It's like no. this like, company trying to uphold more old Mormon values fired you. Cause like you and your wife were getting too sexy on TV. Like, but to be fair, like I'm glad you got fired for that. Like I hated <laughs> that photo shoot. And I think that they both needed to be punished in a really effective way. And I, I'm not happy that it happened like in the name of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or like right. the church or anything of that nature. But I am glad it happened. I am glad that there was a repercussion. They cannot go unpunished for that. Somebody had yeah. to say it. Exactly. Someone had to say it and I'm glad you did. You're brave. You really are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Coach Shaw because really this was like all the men just getting together, if you think about it, to talk about the consequences of their wives' actions. Like every single <laughs> one of them were <laughs> just like, well, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, so once Seth and John get back inside, they ask like, Coach Shaw, how are you doing? you know the fact that your wife is not gonna be here too much longer um so he's like yeah not well bitch not great it, it's actually really emotional for me um I have moments where I cry and it's not great but moments like this where we're all together is really fortifying for me and it really helps me so I thank you guys for being here and Seth you know leans his arm over and gives coach Shaw his hand and Justin's given him a pat on the back and you know That's the other beautiful. men are trying not to make eye contact it's just very difficult for them it seems like but you know they're there physically anyway so um yeah I I just love coach Shaw I really do yeah I love that king he's I don't think he realizes that like this might be good for him you know a little time away from life you know Honestly. No, I, think it's terrible. I wonder <laughs> how he really feels like is he mad that she defrauded people and now they you know now they have to spend all this time apart and like the yeah. kids and the reputation or is he kind of like I don't know because he keeps putting on this front and they both have said this at this point this season like I am me she is me we are each other and we're like yeah. going through this together and like this is our journey together and mm -hmm. yeah I just don't 
it's not fair to him um unless you have something you want to say coach off you have something you want to admit to but um he would never fair no. to him <laughs> but not our coach Shaw. no not not mine um but yeah i i feel for him and i hope that like I don't want him to have a wake up call because it's going to be harsh. I want him to figure yeah. this out before she gets, before December. We'll just say that before December. Happens. Yeah, I agree. agree. Oh my God. We're literally like her, her sentencing, you guys, is December 15th. This is not good. <laughs> I didn't realize how, really? how, how long, how little we had left with her. Oh my God. Um, it feels like we don't have enough time left. And I loved Jen this season. I've been loving her this season. Like, honestly, like, I always thought Jen was fun on TV, but like yeah. um, this season, she's really fun. Cause she's kind of just like, I have bigger problems, ladies. Like she'll fight about the Finsta, you know, she'll fight about someone like, you know, defaming her, but she's not gonna like, she's not getting into like little things. Like you said, I smell like hospital, you know, like we're not going right. because Jen's just like, sorry girls, I'm twerking. I'm Ryan Seacrest because I'm about to go to the clink and I don't want to cause, you know, any pettiness in the meantime. And I like that for Jen. I do too. Um, I really like, I saw her doing the covet challenge and I thought, you know, <laughs> like with no shade whatsoever, this is going to be really cute. She can teach like a TikTok dances class yeah. once she gets in, like this is actually be like a really cute look oh for my her. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I think this would be good. But do we want to talk about this video that came out on TMZ? Yes. And I'm so upset because that happened when I was there. And the fact that I was with oh, all of man. these cavemen in a metal bar when I could have been downtown watching Jen freak out. <laughs> and then today I read, did you see the statement that like she was responding to a stranger making a homophobic comment? out loud no yeah okay. yeah that's what the rep reps for Jen you know someone from the the Shaw squad that pulled TMZ like that's what was going on which like oh. I thought I heard someone yelling something husband I heard the word husband a lot so I think they were yeah. talking were they talking about Coach Shaw about um, the husband um uh, yeah, yeah so if you guys didn't see this tmz released this video somebody took like from across the street somewhere <laughs> in salt lake city downtown and she is like jen is screaming at other family members maybe like four family members um or that's what they were reporting initially anyway but this was like a fight between family you can hear somebody screaming about a husband like nobody really knows what's going on but they're like this is like season one jen shaw like she's screaming screaming at this person they're really getting into it um so no that's interesting that the rep said that she was just responding to a homophobic mm -hmm. attack yeah she's just being an ally and from the ranch <laughs> love but I kind of don't know, like, I wonder, I'm so curious if there's more to it than that, if they really were strangers or people she knew, and I mean, why wasn't I there to watch? Right. You really should have been the investigative journalist. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, with Jen, are we ever going to know the full story? No. That, it, anything no. could have happened. Truly anything. Um, so, yeah, justice for Coach Shaw. We love you. And yeah. I hope that, like, you know, if if Jen isn't able to film next season, then maybe we can hook a mic pack up on Coach Shaw and just check in with him, see see how yeah, he's keep doing. Him around, absolutely, yeah. and the boys too, and the boys. I, yeah. I want to see how they're doing. Um, yeah. So moving on, Meredith, we're in Meredith's kitchen. She's making herself a white bean salad. Oh. 
<laughs> a little white bean salad, which actually looked pretty good. Um, with her niece and her nephew and her sister, Myra. You texted me earlier that you had some thoughts about Myra. Do you want to get into that now? <laughs> yeah, I just like, I, I was so taken aback at her, um, her appearance on the show. I was not expecting it. I love <laughs> sisters. I like sister duos on reality TV. And she 100% looks like Sherry O'Terry playing the morally corrupt Faye <laughs> Resnick in a sketch she looks just it was it was too much I was just like no this isn't Meredith's real sister they hired, you know they hired an actress I love when a sister comes on the show because it's just so different like even mm -hmm. if they're just as rich even if so there's just a difference between like not on tv and like regular and you just yeah. see like a hint of the past like like uh we used to see like Ramona's sister a couple times or um even like Luann's sister which is a real shock <laughs> um or like Portia's sister or Cynthia's sister it's just like such a vast difference between like who's on tv and who isn't um yeah. so yeah Myra even though she seems like you know like she lives a nice little life in Chicago it just is so different and so telling and I love that. Yeah. I love to see a is sister. She, is she the one that had the lung problem? Oh, I don't know. I thought about it. I was like, oh, I wonder if like, dry Utah air is good for her. So. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> the little yeah. story. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll DM Myra and ask her. Were you the one yeah. with the lung, the childhood lung problem? <laughs> um, <laughs> Wiping so, solid, dry air, you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, did you see them trying to, it took three of them to cut a lemon. Like Kendall Jenner, watch out. Oh, she, yeah, she was shaking. <laughs> I was really into the, um, the Meredith niece's like her look. Like she was wearing oh, like yeah. a cropped button down flannel tucked into a bra. Tucked and I was like, bra, okay, yeah. <laughs> a Utah serve if I've ever seen one. Right? She was like, yeah. Like, I'm in, am I'm in Park City, ladies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm gonna be using these screenshots for my yeah, social media later. So it's time, ready. honey. <laughs> Catch me on Bravo tonight. Exactly. Love it. Um, so gosh, Meredith says in a confessional that she and Myra have had their ups and downs. Like they're two years apart. Yeah. I think Myra's a couple years older. They're usually really close. But like the last year, they've been dealing with the death of their father and Myra's son had mental health issues and drug addiction problems. And Meredith has been hinting about this, but hadn't really gotten into it. Like she mentioned it at the reunion, um, but she tells us more of the story. And I mean this with no like exaggeration. I've never heard this before in my life, never. Um, so Meredith says that for years, like I think he's uh, 18, for years, her nephew's been dealing with like mental health, drug addiction situation and things just, they had him in and out of uh, uh, institutions and, and facilities and stuff, but uh, things all came to head when he drank a bottle of bleach. I, I just, I was like, my jaw drops when I heard that. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. That it's so shocking to me. Like, and it's hard to shock me yeah. <laughs> legitimately. So sad. But he seems to be doing really well. So, like, yeah. shout out to him. 
love him and he's so vulnerable on tv to like go and talk about that and you know honestly shout out to Meredith for being like respectful of her family very unkyle Richards of her to like mm-hmm. not talk about it in really like any detail until she was good with her sister again so yeah I I fully fully agree um I really like I really felt for Meredith in that um it was just so sad like just seeing her like think about what happened just was like so heartbreaking mm-hmm. um but they're gonna be doing a charity for Utah and Myra sits her down and was like, a girl, just so you know, ma'am, I want this to be a positive place. So let's really think about the guest lists, girl, sis, like really. <laughs> and I love that. Like Myra put her foot down. I was like, bitch, don't put me in any bullshit. I don't want anybody screaming <laughs> at anybody. I don't want any feathers flying. I, don't do this to me, girl. Do not. And I love that. Right. I love yeah, that. She's like that lady with the microphone. I don't want any of it. <laughs> no. Do Rose. think about it. Exactly. Like, don't do this to me, girl. I love that. Um, so Meredith actually says that she found out that Lisa told John about the rumors because we see a flash of her and Seth in the car where Seth is like, uh, yeah, John told me that you uh, we're talking about Lisa cheating on John. She's like, I didn't say that. Whitney said that. So, <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Whitney said that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I decided, and this is really apropos of nothing, that I would like to see Meredith and Seth have sex. Just, I would be interested if the opportunity. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> that bathtub that bathtub scene from last week (laughs) hatred so much hatred in my body like but more like eddie and camera really walked so those two could fumble (laughs) probing his asshole with her toe like i could not see for me the always the most upsetting one is going to be uh tamara and eddie so like (sighs) everybody's better compared to them right in my mind from there yeah (laughs) exactly um so now it's time for the first choir rehearsal jen is dressed like mary j blige from 1997 for whatever reason um angie k is picking her up jen is feeling some type of way because she feels like Heather wasn't a friend to her, not the friend that she should have been, and how, like, if she were in the situation, if somebody's husband had, like, used a gay exposed on Instagram, you know, she would have cussed them the fuck out and, and been a ride-or-die friend for her. Um, I don't know if that's true. I mean, you did call her Shrek, like, several times, and Fiona, so not really sure if that's true Jen but okay if you say it's true it's true um how do you feel about Angie Carey um she looks first of all she looks exactly like Sarah Paulson playing like the red-headed mom oh oh my god oh my god okay that Angie I just exactly she's like that you know I think she brings more to the table I think that I think that so other Angie I think is bringing more to the table than Dana or Angie H in my opinion because she's really mm-hmm. trying to get in the mix and isn't she a snowboarder the one that was like kind of like yeah I bored that was I thought that was fun but um <laughs> I you know I don't 
know they're both kind of like all of these all of these friend ups are kind of like flops for me like I feel like there's gotta be better talent out there in Salt Lake to bring on the show I don't really love what they're what they're doing there but other Angie um she's always wearing like a really futuristic sun pair of sunglasses and I'm into that I feel like she's a little too useful to be around the script sometimes I don't know I can't she mm, like yeah. how old is she is she 28 is she 50 like I really don't know. yeah it's hard to know an ageless beauty I will say like <laughs> but I don't care for her that much on my show you know she's, and same with Angie H really like I don't I don't want her there either because she's allegedly like this big Utah influencer but she's not she's just flopping on tv so oh okay so okay like a mommy influencer kind of thing yeah I think so like interesting yeah like that's how she knows miss indie blue that like young former mormon utah influencer yeah who like filmed some scenes and my friend is friends with that girl and like told me that she was gonna be on the show and i was like i don't want that i don't want like a 28 year old on housewives and the older i get the older my housewives need to be so that i feel like She's 25. Yeah. I looked it up the other day. She's actually 25. That's, yeah, that's way too young. too young to be it's hanging out with them. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah no. I'm glad special, they cut it. Like Ashley glad Darby cut it. or something like that. Absolutely. I make um, like exceptions for her. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So the, we're at the choir rehearsal. <laughs> and um, oh, my point was that Angie H and Angie K are both thirsty but in different ways, but both unsettling ways. And I don't like either yeah. of them. They're very similar, but also different reasons. That was where yeah. I was going <laughs> Yeah, I agree. They express their thirst in very different ways. They're both yeah. equally parched. Aggravating. Um, when Lisa arrives, she says that she and Heather just have a tendency to put a Band-Aid over their situations. And um, there's a Ten of Commandments, and one of them is like, thou shalt not lie. So... You know, I'm just hoping that if we sing the hymns that Heather will remember that. So <laughs> loved that. So in funny. her like football player, Lisa Jean, just <laughs> showing is. up to the choir practice. I wanna say, like, how do you feel about the choir care? Are you into this like choir storyline? <laughs> Personally, I'm upset that we're getting it after Mary Cosby left the show because I want to right. see her sing. I just think, yeah, I mean, like, Thank you. if we're doing, like, a church choir, the first yeah. lady of a church, Mary Cosby, we should be there. And, I'm and she ran the that. choir. She ran the choir. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I had that thought last, last week, too. I was like, gosh, I would really like to see really all of this season through the lens of Mary Cosby's mm-hmm. wild eyes, but especially this part, especially this one. Oh my um, God. Remember that Bravo show, People's Couch? Oh yeah. Kara, they should do Mary's Couch. <laughs> do you imagine? Yeah. I feel like we just <laughs> came up with this incredible idea together that we're going to shop just, around. Yeah. yeah. You might be Mary's on the couch. Something. Don't take that. be sitting on like her opulent like gold throne <laughs> yeah accent like, chair like a red velvet couch just yeah incredible um yeah. so I feel like at this point I do love the choir theme because it's just so like it's just like housewives parody at this point like and mm-hmm. everything that happens from this point on in the episode is just like not real and, and it really makes it that much more fun to watch so 
everybody is doing their warm up to like da 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 da, and Lisa decides to take Heather aside to have a conversation. And by aside, I mean like two feet away from where they're practicing. <laughs> So we're having to hear these people practice like very loudly as they're going back and forth about their friendship, about how, you know, Heather's dad's obituary and the death. And like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. And Lisa's saying that her image was denigrated because Heather told a lie and she had to clear her name by taking it to Twitter. And yeah, it's just like... wild 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 they're interrupting the singing lisa says that she had to second guess herself and ask her if she was that shitty of a person and heather looks her dead in her eye and says yeah you are (laughs) (laughs) that was something i do feel like at this point heather is going like a little too hard like Mm -hmm. it's she was wrong like Heather was incorrect. Do I side with her? Because I think it kind of doesn't matter because her dad was like basically gone. Yeah. But I also feel like you were still technically incorrect. So just like, you can't right. have self-righteous about it. She misrepresented it on the reunion. She said that Lisa texted her like, hope your dad feels better. Like after right. your dad had died. But it was, which like to be like, it was still kind of, it was still like dumb and like not a thoughtful text at all to send someone whose dad is like dying. But right. like mm-hmm. Heather did say it wrong. She should have just been like, she texted me that when my dad was on his deathbed, like one insensitive idiot. You know what I mean? But like, right. I don't think Lisa meant any harm. Like Lisa is just all Diet Coke, baby gorgeous. Like I think she was really saying like, oh, I want, I hope her dad feels better. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. just, I don't think it clicks in her like, old man on hospice means like he's gonna die you know what I mean right right and Heather's just really really she's stuck on this one they both are and they really just need to drop it they really do Mm -hmm. um because like do you Lisa like do you need to be this right about this like (laughs) I don't need to be right this bad over something like this over somebody's dad you know like it's just I can take the L it's fine Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh, Heather's like, listen, if you want to start at ground zero, we can do that. I want to be your friend. And Lisa's like, but you lied. <laughs> and so Heather's like, okay, girl, like, I'm not doing this with you. Like, <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? Like, what are Agreeing we doing? Agreeing to do what Leah was, Lisa was asking her to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you lied. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. So <laughs> then Angie decides to take Jen aside and finally be like, okay. You were a whole casualty in this Instagram situation. Like, I'm sorry. Chris is sorry. We're both really sorry about it. And so Jen finally makes a good point of like, listen, I'm trying to fight for my freedom here. Um, I don't really yeah. need contributing to uh, anything, any sort of rumors that are going to affect my credibility, which is like what she should have just said this whole time. But she's been doing this like, I'm innocent thing, which is, you know, laughable. <laughs> Yeah, considered past that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I see her on that. So then Jen tells her, uh, Coach Shaw had this idea that I think you guys should adhere to. Like, I'm gonna need you to do a public apology the same way you were Shaw exposing me. And Angie's like, Absolutely. Do we think that Angie's gonna tell Chris to do this? No. <laughs> I is 
Is Angie like actively Mormon too? I'm wondering. I don't know anything about Angie and I don't really care to. It would, I just feel like it might not be her bag to like tell her husband what to do, you know? Right. She was kind of yeah. like, that's my husband. It wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think that she, I mean, I think this is stupid. I was going to ask a dumb question. Like at the end of the day, she knew about that Instagram before he signed up for it. So like, yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, so then back to Lisa and Heather, Lisa brings up the fact that since Arizona, there have been some pretty consistent rumors that Heather was involved in stuff. Um, and that Whitney has been telling her that. So this was interesting because did you see that clip from the after show I didn't was it when was it when Lisa was on Watch Happens Live last night no she they do like an after show on YouTube um and they ask the housewives questions yeah so oh like the Vanderpump Rules one Mm -hmm. I used to watch those okay now that I'm doing tonight Lisa said and I think this was part of it is that uh fuck what did she say <laughs> I was about to drop a fucking bomb and then I completely forgot about it um so Lisa said oh that after Arizona Whitney told her uh oh. that in season two at the Whitney Rose at her like wild rose beauty party yeah I saw this on Twitter mm-hmm. yeah that there was a guy that was brought to the party that Heather and Whitney Jen Meredith they all knew and were like going to expose this guy as being some dude that Lisa had slept with and Lisa was like I've only met this dude twice he's 10 years younger than me the only times I've met him have been with John uh when John was with me so like I just think that all this is really shitty um but yeah so then Meredith and Lisa went back and forth with each other on Twitter about it and it was basically extremely funny but it was like Lisa just kept accusing Meredith and Meredith was like being in all caps being like Lisa I did not know about this situation I just found out about this like you did like please stop saying that I was involved in this and so she's like and I have a job to do I have to work so please and then Lisa's like I have to work too so I'm also busy. It's Ranvita. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that this is what Lisa was talking about in the after show might be this and the stuff that we okay. actually saw on the show about sure. uh, at the panty party or whatever. That would make it all make a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a whole thing. I I'm I'm very fascinated. I want to know who this boy is. Same. Ten years younger. And also like into that. Uh, Lisa, you're not 25. It's not 25. like if he's 10 years younger, it's not that inappropriate. <laughs> he's like in his 30s. Right. right? Like, <laughs> probably. Yeah. She's probably in her 40s. <laughs> what? No, um, I never do that. Younger guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay. Whitney. Um says that like Heather forgot and this is what I I was thinking is that Lisa and Whitney are both like it kind of seems like Heather has a tendency to be forgetting things and I'm kind of having to be on their side Mm -hmm. about this because Mm -hmm. it's too many coincidences at this point 
you can't have forgotten all of this stuff, girl. <laughs> like you can't have forgotten um, what happened at the jazz game. You can't have forgotten five days prior to pushing Whitney out of your house, girl. You did not forget that. You're not gonna yeah, sit on FaceTime like, and be like, I forgot we got in a fight. No, you didn't. What do you mean? <laughs> like, well, that's, just like that's your thing. It is yeah. really your thing. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's wild um yeah I, I can't rock with Heather on this one I, I really really no. can't so um yeah so Heather says that what Whitney was saying with didn't land with her at the house and that's why she forgot which nope again that doesn't make sense either no because if it didn't land with you you wouldn't have pushed her out of your home you wouldn't have yeah she anything. knew yeah yeah she she fully understood what was going on yeah it's silly so um, (laughs) so at that point uh Heather's like you know I just I I, I'm not dealing with this I wasn't sure if you were being sincere or fake with me Whitney and so Whitney's like well this is the first time that I didn't just go along to get along with you and Heather's like okay well don't do it at all and then she walks away and uh Whitney's like okay this is exactly what happened the last time I saw you. You walked away from me and you dismissed me. So Whitney says in a confessional that she must have opened like one Maya Angelou quote book and was like, you know, when people tell you who you are, you should believe them. And I'm just starting to feel like, fuck you, Heather. <laughs> and I realized that now after being shut down for the hundredth time, I'm done. I'm like, I don't know what Whitney's talking about with this, but just be done just be done then i don't know <laughs> are you upset about the end of bad weather i mean it does kind of feel like like my two fun aunts are like fighting and i don't want them to but i don't like i'm not like loving either of them this season as much as i did last so yeah. it's, it's not as you know it's not as hard on me to see this 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 breakup but it also just doesn't make any sense. Like, I think they're fighting about two completely different things. Like, they're not on the same, like, mental and intellectual plane. Like, Heather's a little bit smarter. And I just don't think they, I don't even think they know that if they're fighting about the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, if we could sit <laughs> each other down and be like, what are you guys fighting about? Yeah, I think they would yeah. have two very different answers truly like if we asked them to write it on paper we would not get the same the same answer <laughs> not even Whitney has like one brain cell firing at a time god bless her and <laughs> she's just very like she's just really set in the you know the, the lens of her own her own traumas and healing journey and wanting everybody to like follow her lead with that but it's not she's not taking accountability for like anything it's like we just got she got you know really wasted during a lot of these fights and probably doesn't remember a lot of yeah well. you know yeah. and that doesn't help either and then heather's selective memory it's just no one's getting the, the full story a recipe for disaster um finally everybody gathers around the keyboard we're still at a choir practice <laughs> i think we all remembered and um to sing uh god will be with you till we meet again and angie h yells this will heal and angie k yells not really (laughs) and i love that um so the episode ends with meredith inviting dana over she 
throw some shade in a confessional about, you know, now that I'm done with my toxic friends, I have time for my fun ones and, you know, whatever. Nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we see Jen walking on a sidewalk in the middle of Salt Lake City in a bathing suit and a Versace cover up (laughs) and some Lucite heels walking into an apartment building. To, to the rooftop pool, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if Angie K lives there or what's going on, but that she met an Angie K. I'm like, what, when was this? March? Was It was March. I looked it up because I was curious like when, what time of year they were skiing and snowboarding. And Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, like it was cold out on that rooftop. That was so well heated pool. Freezing. Um, so they're... <laughs> The reason why she's at this pool is that they can do uh, FaceTime invitations, I guess, with uh, a couple of inflatable palm trees and uh, some Gucci, a Gucci bag, and I think a Louis Vuitton bag, and a bottle of Nivea lotion as a scene and a set design to invite everybody to sunny San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> the vacations are so floppy like obviously like for a reason we can't leave the country Jen but uh yeah, San Diego, yeah. we can't go down to Malibu or something like I've heard San Diego's great but I just don't think it's housewives level great oh it's boring Kara it's so boring it's land it's <laughs> land Diego like I'm obsessed with her being like I'm ready to turn up we're going to San Diego <laughs> and like I know she can't cross the border I know she can't like go but there are like Miami what about Miami right. like March is a very nice time to go um I, I just I know we already have that happening on Bravo right now but they've never been networked to shy away from like having multiple Miami trips on shows at the same time and I just think I just think that's a little bit more of the vibe Sandy, it's just so like Salt Lake City is just such a like you were saying like it's like a parody of housewives like it's it's campy and it's like this is kind of funny like sending them to Sandy like first Arizona now San Diego like they're just going to these like retirement capitals right what okay it's so sad it's so sad the choir to me is like Lexi's play from Euphoria like (laughs) that is the choir like you know like Heather's our Lexi like I just feel that in my heart oh my god is I think you're right yeah she is is. yeah she She is is. and I want like an a24 adaptation of (laughs) Hosters of Salt Lake City incredible that -hmm. would be incredible Florence Pugh Mm -hmm. get your shoes on girl get ready to act oh my god how did you feel about Meredith's um fridge when she opened that fridge and it was just pure liquid Ooh, all the beverages. Beverages. I I did like that. I love a beverage. I love an option. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I didn't love that they were stacking the cans on top of each other. I feel like maybe we could save them in the garage. But um, yeah, it was a little cluttered, but I liked it. They wanted us to see the excess, definitely. Where it's like, we have this many beverages. Yes. Do you want Perrier or do you want Pellegrino? We got both. Yeah. Well, and then Dana's boring. Dana's boring talking about like picking up kids so from boring. school. Yeah, I just, and I'm sure she's so nice and like a great mother and like 
a cool chick, but that I don't want her on the show if she's like that. We've moved past it. I don't need the yeah. storyline about like I'm a mom Aww. and how do I fit it all in my day? I don't care. Mm-mm. Figure no. you got, you no, 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 no. You've got a nanny. No. We know the answer. So let's move on. <laughs> we already know. Um, so yeah, uh, they're at the pool, and yeah, Jen is like, I need a real vacation. Not like um, any of these healing journeys that we've been on. Like I need to twerk, I need to drink, I need to have a good time. So um, yeah, so Angie K apparently has a house or friend with a house in San Diego. So they're like getting on FaceTime. The first person they decide to call conveniently, Meredith. Um, Jen doesn't fuck with Dana because Angie told her that they had gone what to like a spin class with Meredith and Dana basically accused Jen of bullying Angie H even though Angie H definitely unequivocally uh used Jen to like cyber bully people so (laughs) she was literally cyber bullying her I like Jen is not wrong and like no I I, I can't even lie to her um now listen has she been known to cyber bully people yeah I mean can't that say this might be a, yeah I mean you did like a tweet calling Brooks a twink but you know I guess we're in a new new year a new cyber bully um so Meredith pans over and it's like yeah I'm so excited to go to San Diego here's Dana and Jen's like mm-mm well, um, Dana, you would be invited. But I heard you were talking shit about me. So <laughs> I loved this. I, I loved her. Um, so then Dana has the nerve to tell Jen, I just don't like the way you talk to people, which like, okay, neither does half of America, but like, what does this have to do with you, Dana? Yeah. Who are you in this world? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Who is Dana in this world? Exactly. <laughs> That's what Jen needs to say. Exactly. Jen gets so sick of it. She just hangs up. And then she gets so pissed off that so she leaves Angie in the pool by herself. She's like, I'm not dealing with this. I gotta go. <laughs> she like walks off the rooftop. Poor Angie says she's like, well, aloha to me, apparently, which doesn't make any sense grammatically, Angie, but okay. Um ugh, what an episode. I'm truly 
Did you see the mid-season trailer? I did. And I can't believe the fact that we're going to have to see them all dressed up as like Marilyn Monroe's. I don't know if I'm ready. I'm, I'm so excited to see what the hell happened to Heather's eye. Oh my God. That black eye is gnarly. Almost looks like makeup. Like I was like, wow. They are leaving, leaving us like so in the dark on that too, where we just see her like approaching a door and then next shot black eye. Do you know, like, have there been any like rumors about that? Do we know what happened? Well, I thought it was like Whitney went behind the door and then and then Heather did or maybe vice versa. But I think there were two people that went behind a door and then she came back uh-huh. with that that shiner on her. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really curious. And then we didn't see anything about, you know, uh, the trip to New York. I know. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it's not because they're not gonna show it, right? Oh, they're just gonna give us something that golden in a mid-season trailer I think like I have I have like you know progress reports for the girls mid-season where I want like I want more from Meredith she's Mm -hmm. I mean we know like I don't know it's just problematic to like say that she's on like a very divine pharmaceutical cocktail she just seems so (laughs) zooted like I'm sorry but she's like "Ah." I just truly think she's on a trifecta of a stimulant a painkiller and a benzodiazepine and that is my I'm sorry I don't allegedly this is all I don't you know I would never want Miss Marks to come for me or anything in a legal sense and uh, but I just do think that she's always having a really good time and feeling kind of a little something all I'm so, yeah you know. sometimes it slips but she's yeah like, whatever um you know um uh I'm uh, not agree it's like whatever portion she's got working out it's going it's pretty good it's pretty mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. um she's yeah. just she does cruising this season yeah Whitney <laughs> we talked we talked about Whitney and our our hopes and desires for Whitney I feel like Whitney is in a state of arrested development from like yeah. whatever you know from like her church trauma and things of that nature and like um it's really dark I I feel bad I hope you know I want I like I make so many jokes about her accent and her healing journey and like Justin we all want her to heal. I want her to be better yeah I want her to yeah. heal for sure dude guys remove those records girl <laughs> but mormon.com like um yeah I yeah what do we want from Heather uh Heather okay I feel like is this my internalized misogyny that I'm like I want to see Heather go on dates (laughs) Heather's the single one Heather's the single one I want to see Heather with guys but it's like (laughs) I would be interesting to see what it's like to date middle-aged in like a predominantly Mormon town yeah um when you're not you know when you're not Mormon anymore and I also I would like to see I would like to see Heather remove her records because she's yes. releasing a book called Bad Mormon. And sometimes she said, but I truly, I think Heather still believes in outer darkness. I think that deep down she thinks that oh, yeah. there's still levels of heaven, levels of hell, and she's a little bit afraid to go to that. And I yeah. agree. There's like definite trauma that she's still, yeah. yeah, there's, there's still a belief there that she's like holding on to and fearful of. And yeah, she's got to let yeah. that She's got to let it go. I, I know that's that's hard for them. I need to go on your sister wife's episode because Cody Brown doesn't want his wives to leave him because he doesn't want to go 
to a lower level of heaven. You know what I mean? And he won't say it. And it's like, just yeah. say it, Cody. Just say yeah. it, you know? And Ugh. so I get that, like, they have that, like, internal fear. And it's probably, like, gnarly, you know? So Heather, mm-hmm. do your thing. But it'd be cool if she quit Mormon.com, too. <laughs> and then Lisa, Lisa doesn't need to change a thing. Lisa doesn't need to. I think Lisa can just continue being baby gorgeous. I love her. <laughs> I was sad to hear, like, the room. Like, they were talking shit about her um, crowdfunding. I was crowdfunding for Vita Tequila. They were, like, yeah. accusing her of that. And that's interesting because when I was in Salt Lake City, I did hear right. that Vita's not doing well and that they're going bankrupt. And I hate to hear that about my queen. I don't want to like, I don't want to spread any horrible rumors about her, but allegedly, allegedly like Vita is out. And so, but I wonder if maybe they just like, you know, going to put their, their time and energy into their new bev. Like they're going to have a hot new drink. I'm not sure, but. The, the new seltzer. Yeah. The yeah, so I think that they're <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine? Vita Boy. <laughs> um, have you had Lover Boy? I have. I've had I have the, um the chai. There was like an orange chai, and oh, I had the your centrist um, in the chai. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, but it has to be really cold like super, super cold. Okay, um yeah. and then I had like the whatever like the purple box one is what have you uh-huh. had I've had I think I had that I want to say I have I had that one I think it was like pomegranate yeah and then I had really this what had the like strawberry lemonade one that one hit. Oh, how was that it's really good it tastes really good but they, it's just like it's like four percent dude I'm just like yeah. they are chasing shots with this all night like they do not slowly get tanked on that it's just you have to drink so much of it with their tolerance I can't imagine like Kyle's got to be like 50% lover boy at this point like I it's wild totally um, it's just going through yeah. the same <laughs> I've been really wanting to try the strawberry lemonade and the espresso martini so that's yeah I recommend oh my god there's an espresso martini one uh-huh. I wait I want to know really quick what since we're talking about winter we're talking about snow our jack of all trades in the bitter cold Luke is clearly like getting down with Ashley Darby and I want to know if you saw her TikTok that is clearly filmed in his apartment hell yeah I talked about it earlier this episode but I just watched or not watched I just read an article on page six she did an interview with the page six podcast I guess and Uh she's talking about their relationship (laughs) and it's so (laughs) funny because I mean obviously like what you read is different from I'm sure how it came off when she was talking about it but she's like yeah um they asked her if Michael had seen Luke and she's like yeah I mean he saw that picture of us at the hockey game and you know I don't think it's his wallpaper but yeah he saw it um and then she said that they had a conversation about even taking that picture uh, before they took it and were like, oh, should we do this? Should we not? Um, and they were like, oh, you know, what the hell? If she says, we were trying to keep our relationship private. I'm like, when? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about your relationship publicly before it began. I'm not talking about baby doll. <laughs> That's so, such a bold claim. But then she said that they really connected, and I thought this was so funny, at um, one of Sandoval's, uh, his show, he has an opinion called the Tom and the Sandoval and the Most Extras or whatever, um, that they had gone to, I guess he performed during BravoCon weekend, 
and and then they were at the concert together and they really vibed and they were singing the songs and she was like oh i think maybe this could be something more than just like us having fun um but then she said at the end that they're just like really trying to get to know each other as friends um so i don't know but it's like right house last weekend girl we also the, the antlers on that coffee table don't lie to me don't um, lie we saw that license plate we saw that minnesota license plate on the wall yeah so i i'm curious as to what's going on um i hope he's i really hope he's like just just breaking her back i really do yeah do you i like mean michael darby's mm, michael yeah. darby's so repulsive you know that you In just have to be way. happy for her in every way and actually had the nerve to be like michael's doing well on the dating scene for himself i mean he's older but he's good looking i don't know <laughs> he's rich is that what you mean he's rich yeah yeah <laughs> 50 million he's wealthy and in relatively good shape so yeah i mean i guess by that standard he's good looking um but yeah i i mean for ashton i think i really am yeah i need her to procure a lawyer are just really like they feel so sanctimonious as a couple Paige and Craig are just they both need their brains studied after they pass and then Luke and Ashley I want Luke to like start TikTok dance thing I think that would be fun Please, please. Please do. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. Do you want people to find you? And if so, should they or no? Um, no, I'm going to keep a little profile for now, but I want to come back on. I'm going to come back on. Okay. We're going to, we have to do Winter House. We have to do Winter House. And I will, I'm just like willing into existence that um, Luke and Ashley will do a cuffet challenge for you. So. <laughs> I just think that that's what you need to see. <laughs> it was really bad, but without Carl Lindsay, I want to see the movie Carl Lindsay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. You have a lovely evening. 
Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. And we will do um, some sister wise and some winter house next for sure. Bye, baby gorgeous. I love you. Keep healing. Keep healing. <laughs> Keep healing. <laughs> <laughs>